welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Before I get into today's episode, I've got some news for you. Um, Bench Talk is having its first ever drawing night on uh, March 22nd. Uh, if you're in Melbourne, come down and spend the evening drawing, collaborating, meeting other artists and getting creative. Uh, there'll be some past guests from the podcast and plenty of art supplies and a great chance to grow your creative community. To find out more, sign up to the newsletter at benchtalkpodcast.com or keep an eye on the Bench Talk Instagram. This week I catch up with Melbourne-based artist Loretta Lizio. How are you going? Good, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. No worries, it's a mm. pleasure. So uh, here in sunny Darwin. Yes, how you been? It. How you been going with the heat? I love it. I'm in my element. Yeah? Yeah, I don't mind it at all. You just prepare for it and you just, yeah. So, um, so like, where are you from originally? Queensland, far north Queensland. Far north. So About two hours, two and a half hours south of Cairns. Okay, hence yeah. why you can handle the heat well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up in it, working on the farm in this heat, drinking like bloody eight litres of water a day and not having to go to the bathroom once. <laughs> you know, you just sweat it out. But I love it. It's so good, the tropical heat. Yeah. So what were you farming out there? Uh, we had uh, pawpaws, bananas, and sugarcane, but at different points, we've had sugarcane the whole time, and then we went out of pawpaws, and then we went out of bananas after the last cyclone, not ran out. We just decided to drop them because you can still get like 70% out of cane uh, after a cyclone, but bananas just like, if there's a strong wind, you know, you lose them, they get blown over, let alone in a cyclone. So, um, yeah, there's just too much effort. So just just sugarcane now, at least it's just tractor work and stuff. So that's pretty good. Yeah. No irrigating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like a, um, a tough farmer girl? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, would, uh, I like getting dirty. I, would, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny to hear that you're from a, a farm in far north Queensland because I've heard you saying, oh, the coffee's not good here and all this type of stuff. Very like... um. <laughs> Melburnian, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you know, you're used to, uh, you know, good coffee and good food and yeah. all that type of stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, to hear you from uh, from the outback. Well, because I, you know, working as an artist initially, I was balancing jobs and stuff. So um, I always worked in cafes for years. So I was oh, a barista. And at first I was having, you know, quarter strength cappuccino with caramel in there and stuff like that. And then you just work your way up and now I'm just super fussy yeah yeah <laughs> so um so how'd you get into art were you into art like as a kid like on the oh, farm and stuff yeah all the time like all my birthdays were art parties like high school um i would spend my lunch breaks in the art room um yeah ever i was always always been obsessed yeah yeah and um like what made you decide to move to melbourne oh that is such a long story Growing up, um, so isolated, I guess. Um, as soon as I moved away from home the first time to go to uni, um, I just couldn't keep still. So I moved to, I was in Toowoomba, then Brisbane, then Gold Coast, then Perth, then back to Gold Coast and Brisbane, um, and then over to Melbourne eventually so I've been in Melbourne four years now and I accepted a um, residency mm -hmm. yeah a four-month artist residency and I was over there for two weeks and it was the most poorly first residency I'd ever done so I didn't really know what to expect 
and I got there and even I knew that it was the, so poorly run and I was just appalled so I, I pulled out <laughs> yeah and then just had a day to decide that I was going to stay in Melbourne so I did okay and I'm still here yeah yeah and so like being you know being unknown in Melbourne and just sort of showing up and trying to carve out a name for yourself like did you find it hard to find your feet extremely hard not even in regards to art because that was still a point where I wasn't planning to become anything at all I just was doing art for the fun of it really still um just life in general was so hard I've moved all over Australia and Melbourne was the hardest to fit into People aren't as friendly, I guess, because it's such a big city. So, it was, and I didn't know a soul. Um, yeah, I can't even remember how I started to make friends. I got a job, and I just started. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened overnight, I guess. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, so with the you know the friends that you did make, were they artists and? Like uh, not initially. I was here for a good two and a half years in Melbourne before starting to make friends that were artists. Ah, oh, I know what it was. I spoke at a conference, at Analog Digital Conference, mm-hmm. um, that was held in Melbourne. And um, a few people that were Melbourne-based artists as well also spoke there. And from that, you know, we were teamed together and sitting together and spent two days together over the conference. And so we ended up making friends and then... They'd been here for years, if not grown up here. So then I, they ended up introducing me to their friends who were also artists. And then before you know it, it just kind of snowballs. And then you know everyone. Then, yeah. you, then you're in the scene. And then you're in the scene before you know it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Now everyone knows everyone. <laughs> yeah. It is mm. weird. It is a weird thing to break into. Because I've, I've yeah. moved to countries. I've, moved, I've lived in a lot of different countries. And I know what it's like when you just arrive and you don't know anyone but yeah. all you have to do is meet one local and then they introduce you to people and yeah you know, before you know it everything uh starts opening up for you yeah well it's also my i don't really try that hard to meet people because i'm quite a homebody mm. i just i wouldn't say i'm very social <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't felt very social being here because of the heat it's like yeah yeah you know, i don't know like after being in the heat all day working mm. i go out for two beers and i'm done yeah and that's better than me. Yeah. That's too better than me. Yeah. I just go through. I've got beers in the fridge in the room and that's as far as I go. Oh, and you show up yeah. empty handed? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know we'd be drinking at lunch because I'm going back to work. Yeah. yeah, it's day off for me. <laughs> so I've been doing like my research on your art and stuff and um, just been seeing that you're painting a lot of different mediums and different scale and different subject matter and everything yeah like how do you describe your art when people are talking to you oh the easiest way is i just say to the average person i say i'm a graphic designer Mm -hmm. because otherwise if you say artist they like look at you and think oh she's on centrelink or something (laughs) um so yeah i just would say graphic designer because i do do graphic design as well but i do more the creative design for labeling and packaging and stuff um, but yeah, otherwise I would just say I'm a painter or a fine artist mm-hmm. because I prefer being in the studio, working on studio works rather than outdoors, but I like mixing everything in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's good to have a, um, if I know if I spend all time, all the time in the studio, I just get itchy feet to want to get out. And, yeah. Cabin fever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And want to yeah. paint big and I don't know. I think there's something about painting big where you're moving your whole body. 
mm. is good to do as opposed to um, where you're just moving your wrist or arm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're both super satisfying. I just like everything. I just want to do everything. There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Like, like what we were talking about before, like sculpture and just everything. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't try contain things. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um like do you go to an art shop and just sort of look around and and All the buy time. like just buy things that you've never yeah. used before? Yeah. 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 It's a good way of doing it. Like I I've done that a bit. Like we're like oh what's that? Like I've I just asked the person behind the counter. It's like oh what's this? What's it used for? And they'll tell mm. me. It's like yeah no I'm not interested. What about this over here? And they'll tell me. And then I'll buy it. Get back. Do a YouTube tutorial on yeah. how to use it. And just make art that's the great thing mm. there's youtube tutorials for everything now yeah yeah it's so good yeah homeschool i know it's like the internet has killed the encyclopedia mm. <laughs> oh, and, and classes like it <laughs> saves you a lot of money yeah but, you know talking about bloody going to art stores and stuff i'm so stingy i don't spend money on anything else i make every single meal at home never go shopping for clothes shoes or anything but i step into an art store and i'll just I'll drop money like there's no tomorrow and not think twice about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're purchasing art materials, do you purchase them going, that's all right because when I create the art with it, I'm going to sell it on at a much higher price than these materials cost? No. no. <laughs> I don't consider anything in sales. I'm really bad in business actually. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've got, I've got a, um, a guy I buy, I buy wooden panels and frames off him. Mm. And they can get pricey when you say, oh, how much for that? And you'll tell, tell you, and it's like, oh, shit. And it's like, hang on. If I do a nice painting on that wooden panel and the frame, like, really ups the value of it as well in oh, the totally. presentation. Yeah. When I sell it on, that, that price is going to be nothing. Yeah. You know, so I just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually clock That's up it. debt with him and then pay him off at the end of every month. Really? Know? Yeah. It's a good way to do it. That's game. I'd be like, I'm. You, I always sit there. I'm like, what if this doesn't sell? Oh my god, it's not. No one's gonna want it. <laughs> can't think like that. I know. It's like, you know, but, you can't help it. Yeah, I've got paintings I thought would just walk out of the studio, and they they're just sitting there. And other, and other ones that it's just like, I'll just paint that as a trial, and yeah. um, yeah, they're snapped up straight away. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it. Does my head in? I don't understand it. I'll spend months on a piece, and no one cares about it at all. And just, you know, walk straight past it. And then the one that I spent the least amount of time on is my least favorite. It will be the first one to go and the one that everyone raves about. It's crazy. Mm. Maybe there's a looseness they can see in there. Yeah, it must yeah. be. I do think, yeah, yeah. it must be. Um, nice. Yeah. The world works in mysterious ways. It does. <laughs> so, like, um, so with your style, mm-hmm. like, how did you develop your style and where did your influences come from? Um... Well, I think even in high school, I've always done, always liked flow and the darkness and deeper colors and quite, um, I don't know, I guess imagery that would make you sad, (laughs) but I'm not a sad person. I'm quite peppy, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just really like solemn imagery. And so just, I don't know, that's, I feel like. If you looked at a lot of my work over time, you would think that none of it was by the same artist. You'd think a million different people did it. But um, I don't know. I feel like they all have the same feeling for me. I don't mm. know if I have a style yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. I think you do. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. But you got to keep you keep working at it and working at it until yeah, it becomes yeah. a style. Like I, I know personally, yeah. I used to sit down and go, all right, I've 
done all this graffiti and stuff like that but I really yeah. want to do artwork and I was trying to develop a style and I'd sit yeah. there in front of a piece of paper and go I don't even know what my style is yeah and then I'll do 10 paintings that all look like they're from 10 different people yeah but then I just keep going and keep going and you realize that you start dropping other styles and developing and focusing Honing more in on, on one yeah or, or, or even just mushing things. a few together and yeah. create something that's you, you yeah know. even if it is completely different imagery it'll just be a running color palette or exactly something yeah 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 or even a composition or yeah 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 i'd say it would be the color palette that would be more lots of um like pinks and blues but like really dirty pinks and blues mm yeah because I, yeah, I find that with a, a lot of people that they um like I meet myself personally as well is you gravitate to the same colors yeah like i go to a paint shop that could have all the colors in the world and i'll buy the same colors over and over again and it's yeah. and it's one of those things it's like people you know a friend will say why do you keep buying those colors it's like because i know they work yeah and it's it i need to i feel like i need to start experimenting more with other colors but for me you know it's oh, nice with you can uh, I think you can play more in different areas if you've got the colors that you understand then you're able to then that would mean that you're playing more with your imagery mm. or, or you know if you get comfortable with certain imagery that's when you start introducing new colors or exactly and that's why collaborating with people is good yeah mm. yeah yeah I think there's a lot to be learned with uh, collaborations yeah I always dread it I actually hate collaborations, but every time the end result, I'm, I love it so mm. much. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just did that massive wall with Cam Scale in Brunswick, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. We had a, there was a bit of bickering. <laughs> <laughs> I think mostly on my side because he's really chill and he wouldn't care how anything turns out. Mm. Oh, he does. He cares, but um, he's probably not as picky as I am. Mm. Because that was uh, one big image. Yeah. Like, how, how did the collaboration work? Did... Um, it was an image, a photograph of a girl that I've had for years now that I really have been saving for, to paint. And um, and Cam, before I even saw it, described it to a team. He was like, you know, I think we should paint something like this. Rattled off all these things. And I was like, I think I have the perfect image. Mm. And I showed him and he was like, yes, that one, that's the one. So it was kind of very organic it just mm. happened super easy um we did a lot of floral things in there which is more my thing and it was all very drippy which is his thing and you know his we both work on portraiture so we it was it was the first time actually that we both um we've painted together before but it was the usually um he'll do the portrait and i'll do the surrounding or i'll do the portrait and he'll do the surrounding but we both worked on every single part of this mm -hmm. So that was really challenging actually like i was working on the eye while he was working on the nose kind of thing because how yeah. do you blend two styles into the same face it was just yeah i don't know but it, all, it, was looked, fun. it looked good yeah came I out. It. Yeah, yeah it was good yeah that's why i was curious because it was like one mm. object or one person yeah you know? so it's um yes yeah, i like, had you collaborate on that i was just really yeah. interested to I know, yeah. That was, actually, yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, we both just painted the whole thing. He'd be on one end of the boom and I'd be on the other. We'd both have roll poles hanging over the end, just painting mm. the fabric together, you know, mm -hmm. like everything was just done together. Yeah. So it was, yeah, quite easy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool. We That's thought good. the same on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, mm. you got in sync. 
Mm, we yeah. work. I, well, I, I think we work really well together. Mm. It's really easy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so do you work full time as an artist? No. No. Um, I work three days a week at a gallery as mm-hmm. well, uh, Outre Gallery in Melbourne, which is good. I was working full time when I took the gallery job because. I was still in Melbourne and didn't know anyone and I had a home studio. So I was like, I can't live my life like this. I've become a crazy cat lady. <laughs> so I, a friend already worked at Outre and said, hey, do you want to work here one day a week? Um, we're looking for someone. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. You know, meet some people, get out of the house and stuff. Um, so yeah, I started there one day a week and gradually I've gone up to three and I'm happy with three, but it's like, getting a bit much at the moment again so i might drop back down to one they're mm. really easy so they're super good to deal with yeah mm. i think i was in there a couple of weeks ago and i think yeah? i saw you in there oh really but i didn't i didn't know you then so yeah like, so you just didn't even yeah. yeah yeah oh it's great and it's the perfect job because it doesn't drain you at the end of the day if anything i come home and i'm super mm. inspired from all the artwork i've seen or we've just hung a new show or something like that so um and I'm really bad on study and everything like that. So I wouldn't study artists just on my own. I I might look at some imagery or whatever, but I wouldn't look into them any further than that. But working at the gallery, you have to. So, Mm. yeah. Don't know your product. Opens my mind. Yeah, as Mm. well. And everyone that works there is an artist as well. So it's all like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. (laughs) So... Even though you work full time, you, you do a, a lot of art and a lot of projects. Mm. Like, how have you gone about um, like getting your name out there as an artist and you know mm. developing a career for yourself? Um, it's just happened really organically. I just I can't sit still ever. Um, so I just and I'm a morning person, so I'll get up at four o'clock sometimes in the morning and just work before I go to work at the gallery, and then I'll come home and maybe work. I don't know, to 12 or then sometimes till four in the morning or something. And I just, I think the more you put out there, the more people see. And then um, um, some, you know, you, I, you get invited to be part of group shows and yeah, around mm. the world. And then, um, yeah, your name just gets out there more. And then someone else will see you in that show and think that you're perfect for another show or a job. And it just all happens. Mm. I don't even know. Sometimes like people from over the other side of the world will contact me for something and I'm like how did you even know about me what <laughs> you yeah. know it's kind of hard to fathom hmm. yeah so it's almost like you just do, do the work and it just, just do your thing but just keep yeah. creating and yeah I think that that's the best way to do it and that's why I like having a job on the side I never feel like I have to take every job that comes my way I keeps you grounded and I don't know it's just works mm. Mm. cool mm. speaking of jobs yeah we're both up here for the uh darwin street <laughs> art festival yeah um like you had a little bit of problem getting your uh, art approved like you tell uh, me what, what happened with that i i put forward a design of a you know a running horse and they they were like yep cool sweet and then i thought oh i'll change the design a little bit it was still a horse it was with a woman was riding it though and I got here and I said, you know, oh, do you want to see the design? Because I've actually changed it a little bit. And they went, what is it? And I said, oh, it's still a horse. It's just a woman on, on the back. And they're like, nah, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And um, I started, spent a whole day starting to draw it up on the wall in the heat 
which was a big deal. And uh, apparently the owner saw it and decided that they didn't want something too country. So they wanted to go back with the other horse. And I had to, yeah, redraw up another design. Mm. They wanted just a horse. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I find it's really tough when you've got um, other people calling the shots on your artwork. Yeah, it's really hard when they don't just have faith in you to do the job mm. that you're there to do. I, I know that people... You know, it's their property, so they really want to make sure that it's the right thing that goes on there. But um, I don't know. I think people need to have a little bit more faith as well at the same time. Totally. It's, it's a tough one. It is. Because, I don't know, if I hired someone to paint my... Uh, no, I'd let them do whatever they wanted. <laughs> That's a bad example. Well, I think they hire you because for a certain style. Yeah. And I think yeah. they've got to trust you. If they want, you know, if there's subject matter or whatever that means a lot to them, I think yeah. you got to do, yeah. you know, do something to please them. Exactly. But I was really cautious of this because I know that, um, like, David, the organizer, yeah, really wanted me to come up and paint, yeah, for it. He he likes the work I do and everything, and I think the work that he showed them of my stuff, they weren't that interested in. Yeah. And then, um, but then when I did the design for them, yeah, I uh, like. Luckily for me, I've, I've worked as a graphic designer for you know, 12 years or whatever and, and had to sell in a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of knew how to put together a presentation and entice someone into like, agreeing with me and saying, yeah, that's yeah. actually now I, I get it. I get what, I get what he's doing. Mm. So I worked really hard on that mm. and they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what yeah, I did is I, I, I proved, I, I, I first went in and told them a bit about myself. Yeah. And wasn't just like, oh, I'm an artist from Melbourne. I said, and I've exhibited overseas, I've done this, I'm in these collections, da 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 da. To sort of say that these people um, have bought into me and they, they, they like what I do and they, they've got much more authority in the art world than you do. So you should probably take that into account. Yeah. And then I went on and explained my design and everything and really broke it down to them and said, this is my style and this is what I do and this is what I'm known for. Yeah. And if you're hiring me, this is how I paint. Yeah. And um, and then went on to say, and these are this is what I'm painting, and it's all linked back. And I told them exactly where it, it all links back to the local area. Da 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 da. By the time they got to the actual design, I was like, yeah, fine, no worries. Yeah. Apparently they approved it in a second. David said. Yeah. So I'd taken the time to sell them in on the idea. Yeah. And I've um spoken to a couple of the other uh, artists painting, and they said no. I just gave them an image, and it was just an image. There was no. So all I had to go on was that image and going, do I like that image or don't I like that image? Yeah. That's what all it was on. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't had to sell in my art like this before. Mm. But I actually, when it came time, to, they go, all right, send your mock-up across. It's like, oh, hang on. I've got to do the presentation for it because that's just how I'm, I'm used to working. From yeah. Being did you do a presentation for I did. Yeah. I put a really... I designed it really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I put time and effort into yeah. it. I was like, oh, I've got to make this look really nice. I didn't mind really that I feel like, shit, this yeah. the design's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't paint photorealism and all that type of stuff. So I've got to try and... You know, I guess to un- people who aren't into art that much, mm. they, they might not get what I do. They might yeah. go, oh, it's a bit basic. It's yeah. only a couple... It's only three colours. Like, it's... I can't stand when people get you know, that thing. Like, yeah. My six-year-old could paint that. Yeah. That is just the worst response. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was meaning to ask you as well. Like on your um, first day, because you know how you do the reference points with all the squiggles and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Did you have people go, I don't get it. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. 
people were saying like i can't believe the government's paying for this this is a load of shit like so funny and then as i as it started developing over the days you'd hear like i'd be up in the lift and you can hear people walking past going oh like (laughs) the penny dropped now i get it like just chill you know it wasn't i did that up in like five minutes it's not Mm. finished yeah just let me do my thing trust me (laughs) i know how you made a horse out of all those squiggles yeah (laughs) (laughs) but with those with those reference points do you have like a um a way you go about it or it's just random random i just get up there and just make a bunch of marks Mm. on the wall Mm. to reference yeah. yeah. So it looked like an, an alien yeah. language or something it like did. that. It did. Like yeah. I was sending a message to the homeland from yeah. down under. <laughs> <laughs> it's the language yeah. you use in far north Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Gibberish. Yeah, it's, it is really hard when you're um, painting in public. And, mm. uh, you know, it takes days and days to paint something. Yeah. And people are just looking at the half finished job going, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I don't really get it at a lot. Yeah. And it's like, um, I've always said, if you, it's like you're looking at a cake mixture mm. and you're looking at it in the bowl. You're going, it's not that pretty. Yeah. I thought you were going to make me a really it. pretty cake here. And yeah. It's like, hang on, it's not done yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I kind of like uh, how, when it evolves and right through to the finished thing and everyone, mm. it's nice having that surprise for everyone because they just can't visualize it some people's minds just do not work that way yeah you know imagery is just is not that thing until until it's completely finished and then they decide they love it so yeah it's kind of nice yeah so i heard you talking the other day mm-hmm. about um about the fact that you got hit by a bus <laughs> yeah oh, can you tell me what oh happened oh my god like who wakes up in the morning and thinks that that's going to happen? Like when you walk out the door mm. and there's, you know, that joke where people go, don't get hit by a bus kind mm. of thing. Um, yeah, so that happened. I literally walked out the door in the morning. I was walking to the gym and I was crossing the road. I was on a crossing on a green man and a bus ran through a red light and ran straight over me. Wow. Yeah. And Crazy. you're still here. Yeah. That was the first thing I remember because it knocked me out on impact and I, the next thing, it was like I blinked one second I was walking and then I just opened my eyes and I was in the back of a screaming ambulance. And one of the guys, there were two guys like leaning over me, um, telling me to spit my teeth out and stuff like that into this cup and whatever. Oh, and telling me what happened. And one guy, I was like, what happened? You know, and, and he was like, you got hit by a bus. And then the other guy leans over his shoulder and goes, fuck, you're lucky to be alive. I like, shouted it in my yeah. face and then I passed back out again and stuff but I just specifically remember that moment jeez yeah it was pretty crazy so what like what happened like are um, you alright like <laughs> uh, I've got one more surgery that will be my fourth and hopefully last mm-hmm. and it was two years ago um, but yeah so I went through I had I was in hospital for five and a half weeks and then uh, rehab for almost a year and I had to have five months off work with a gradual return to work after that. And I really only feel like, um, like I've only just started doing commission work and artwork again. The reason I took on more days at the gallery was because I couldn't do artwork as mm. of that moment. So, um, and uh, there was a lot of brain injury and stuff like that. So I just haven't been able to the fatigue and uh, I muddle things up a lot and get things back to front and stuff I just the focus was a little bit 
rattled. Um, so yeah, but it's it's funny every every few months I'm like oh I feel like I'm at capacity now like I'm I'm as good as I'm going to get you know back to normal and then you know a few months after that I feel better again so it's crazy how slow um, the brain recovers from something like that but so is that yeah. the main injury the brain uh, that was the main injury yeah but um, I've never broken a bone in my life and I had 14 fractures and a punctured lung, busted spleen, like bleeding on the brain and stuff. Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy. My face alone was broken in six places. Like my skull in two places, both eye sockets, nose, jaw, my neck, two or three bones in my neck, collarbone, four ribs, like, yeah, (laughs) it was crazy. You are lucky to be alive. It it was crazy, it was weird, it was only my top half of my Mm. body. Mm. So, but yeah, and I've got some like numb bits because um, where I hit the road, like it, I've got no feeling in the top of my head because it severed some nerves and stuff. So I had no taste or feeling or anything in my face for about six weeks. Wow. So weird. I could eat the sweetest thing and the most savory thing, and everything just tasted like hazelnuts. Like everything. Wow. It was so weird eating bacon, and all I could taste was hazelnuts. <laughs> yeah. But but you you feel like you're back to normal now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, slowly, but like, mm. like yeah, we just because of um, my arm, the way it was broken, it's I can't do a lot of things that I used to do, but it's you know I think if that's the the worst of it, then I'm doing all right. Yeah. The people I was in hospital with um, were younger than me, much more talented, and are now never able to do the thing that they loved so much. So I should be thanking my lucky stars, that's mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. It's like the bus driver wasn't looking out for you, but someone else was. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Like it, it, it freaks you out. It's like when it's time to go, it's time to go because you can get hit by a bus and survive. And, you know, like there was one girl in there um, who was a professional fighter and she just got a dong. Someone just ran into the back of her car and all she did was hit her head on the steering wheel. But from that, it changed something in her brain. Um, and yeah, she lost all feeling down one side of her body and now can never fight again. Like it changed her voice, she had to learn to speak again, everything, all from just a little donk on the back of her car. Like, yeah, and the, I can get run over from a bus and make almost a, basically a full recovery. Mm. Jesus. I know, it puts everything into perspective, it's mm. crazy. Did it affect your art at all? Massively. It was probably the biggest thing that's affected my art because, um, you know, as you do, you fly, I, went, I went to study graphic design and from that I started working with a lot of companies, you know, designing clothing, packaging, like all that kind of thing. Um, and so I did that for about five years and I wasn't growing as an artist because you never have time to do your own work, you know. Um, but because I had to stop for the first time, stop all commission work and, and all freelance work. And, um, yeah, for the first time I got to focus on what I want to do in the areas that I want to grow in. And mum and dad brought all my art supplies into hospital. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I was in bed most of the time and I just would sit in bed and just draw and develop all these ideas. And, um, I ended up having a solo art show at Outre Gallery about seven months after the accident with all the work that I did while I was in hospital and in my recovery time after. Mm. 
Yeah, and in that, uh, you can see the development throughout the show. goes from drawing, because all I used to do was drawing, right through into my first paintings and stuff like that. And um, you can see the from the, if I showed you the first drawing through to the last painting, I did just how much better I got. And that's, I feel like I've gotten uh, 10 times better as an artist. And I'm still like, you know, absolutely nothing special, but to what I was before, I've grown more in the last two years than I have my whole life, I think, art-wise. So yeah, it was super, in some ways, it was like one of the best things that's happened to me, the accident. Mm. It puts so many, how often do you get to have that, that chance where everything's put into perspective, you know, to make you really think about life seriously and realize the importance of things and family and friends and, mm. you know, the gifts that you've been given. And, mm. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, nothing yeah. like a near-death experience to uh, yeah. give you a new lease of life. Yeah, but also living in Melbourne, you know, everywhere you look, there is artwork plastered everywhere. Mm. And it felt like a bit of a creative detox because being in hospital for that amount of time and then just basically I was housebound after that. It, you know, it was quite a sterile environment. And so I was, it was just purely my thoughts and what I wanted to do. I, I, I don't know, I felt... Yeah little influence from anything else and it felt really nice felt really happy with anything i did it yeah. was really nice yeah cool yeah did you uh do you have a problem with like shaky hands or anything like that from the accident or like no. not being able to hold the brush or a pen or anything i couldn't paint walls at all or anything until like over a, about a year and a half after the accident but in regards to art it was my left side that was the most damage so I, I still had my right arm yeah thank god yeah. yeah all right well i'm aware that you need to get back to work yeah you've got five minutes to get back to your wall ah! but um but, <laughs> but just quickly to wrap it up like if people want to check out your art online like where's yeah. the best place for people to see uh well i don't have a website i only have instagram very unprofessional um so it's just loretta underscore lizio cool yeah all right. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.